18, 1 Kings chapter 18. And we'll start in verse 41 and go through verse 46. Again, I'll bring out a few more things in this that you really need to hear. Okay, First uh, Kings chapter 18, verse 41. Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of an abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look towards the sea. So he went uh, He went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, Go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, There is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, Go up, say to Ahab, Prepare your chariots and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind, and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, and he girded up his loins, which is his garment, and ran ahead of Ahab into Ahab into the entrance of Jezreel. Now, those particular scriptures are, are very helpful, and the posture of Elijah is very helpful. Is a posture of prayer. Uh, that's just how he prayed. We can pray standing up. We can pray sitting down. We can pray with our eyes open. We can pray with our eyes closed. But that was his uh, posture. He sent his servant to look over the sea. Uh, the first six times he saw nothing. On the seventh time, he saw a cloud uh, about the size of a man's hand. That's what he saw at that point after going six times and seeing nothing. Don't give up so quickly. Uh, there are so many times we get into somewhat of a, I'll, I'll use the terminology of rut because we haven't seen what we want to see. Uh, but he went six, seven times and it was on the seventh time that he saw a small cloud about the size of a man's hand. I wrote down something here that I had uh, last week, but I wrote something else this week. Uh, small things are growing. And then I wrote down in this segment, it's growing. So what you have to understand, there are seasons and there are times uh, that things begin and things end. So if you understand that there are times that things begin and things end, you don't get discouraged when things are not the way you want them to be. So I went over to Joel chapter 2, verse 23, and as I began to read out of Joel chapter 2, verse 23, it reads this way. Uh, Be glad then, you children of Zion or Jerusalem, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. So according to the Hebraic calendar, we have entered into the, a new year. This is the first month. Okay, this is the first month. According to what I read out of 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41 down to verse 46, there has been a three and a half year drought. So they have not seen rain for three and a half years, according to what's happening in Elijah's day and Ahab's day. There has not been rain for three and a half years. The thing that happens when there's no rain, just like the, the pandemic that we've been through, we learn certain ways of coping. We go into survival mode. We start doing things that, that are not profitable to a harvest season, to a rainy season, to a productive season. 
So uh, I'm, I'm not, I'll stay away from a certain subject because I know a lot of people are watching, so I need to stay away from a certain subject. But there are certain things that, that we begin to do out of survival mode. And those things that we do out of survival mode can be a restriction to us when it's time for the rain to come. Think about Ahab, think about his mindset. There has not been rain for three and a half years. This man of God says, that I hear the sound. He said, I didn't, he didn't say, I see it. He said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. So he hears the sounds of an abundance of rain, but we've gotten into the routine of doing things this way these three and a half years. We haven't had rain three and a half years. Uh, there has been drought. There has been famine for three and a half years. We've been in this condition for three and a half years, and you telling me what you hear, and I don't hear it. So he's got into routine. The whole land has gotten into a routine of operating, operating without operating on survivor mode, scarcity in water. That means if there's scarcity in water, there's scarcity in vegetation. So you get into that routine and you train your mind to function on reserve or function on not enough. And when you start to do that, when God starts saying there's a season coming that has more than enough, it's going to take a drastic pivot in your thinking or paradigm in your mind because you're functioning in a place because if you continue to go to a place or go to a pool say to you go into the pool and that pool is dry you go several times and the pool is dry so you you get to where you no longer expect anything from that pool even if you show up to the pool even in if we were using an example of church okay we go through three and a half years wearing masks we go through uh, not really even being in person worship so we go through that process and we learn behavior that's not conducive for the opening of a great season. We learn behavior that's not conducive to the opening of a great season. I'm going to say that again. We learn behavior that's not conducive to a productive season. So here it is. Now, all the rain for three and a half years in Elijah's days is held up. It's held. The rain didn't go away. It evaporated from the earth. So the e evaporation of the water, the water didn't go away. It evaporated. It went back into heaven. So the cloud begins to fill up. So this young man who is a servant sees a small uh, cloud the size of a man's head. It's forming. It's growing. For three and a half years, listen to me, for three and a half years, everything that was supposed to come to the earth remained in heaven. And everything, all the moisture that was in the earth was evaporating, going back to heaven. So it was growing. The clouds were growing. See, the blessings were growing. The increase was growing. The overflow was growing. So if we go back to Joel chapter 2, verse 23, we find that God is now ready to send the former and the latter rain all at once. So here it is. You have Ahab who was not prepared for three and a half years of rain in a moment. He is, he's not prepared for that. We're, we're not prepared for what God is ready to release on our lives because we still have a drought famine mentality. We have a drought famine mentality. So three and a half years, Elijah, three and a half years, Ahab, I am going to send three and a half years of rain on you at one time. If we go into the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 23, hear me, hear me. I am going to send the former 
and the latter rain in the first month. Did I just not tell you that this is the beginning of a new year? This, according to the Hebraic calendar, this is the beginning of a new year. I know you know how to handle $100, but do you know how to handle a million dollars? I know you can facilitate 10, but do you know how to facilitate tens of thousands? Because see, during those times, we adjust. We continue to adjust and continue to adjust until we adjust our ways away from what God wants to do in a fruitful season. Some people, have, have they have structured their thinking based on a time that was temporary. You structured your thinking based on a time that was temporary. You structured your thinking based on a time that was temporary. You have everything functions by season. The God said for all those seasons that what I created didn't reach the earth, I am going to release it in this moment for all the things. And I don't know what all things are, but I do know what I was believing for and didn't get it when I was believing for. So all those things that, that have been locked in that place, locked in that place, waiting for a certain time is going to be released in your life. That's why you got to expand your thinking. You can't think, I used the term juvenile, in this season. So if God says, okay, I'm going to send the former rain and the latter rain. I'm going to send the autumn rain. I'm going to send the spring rain. I'm going to send them all together because I want what I have, the people that I have, to be extremely productive. So you got to, you got to enlarge your border. You got to expand your thinking. The thing that 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 irks me or unnerves me the most, excuse my language, is to be when I'm talking about something great and I got somebody around me thinking small, I can't handle that because I'm on God's timeline. I've always functioned on his timelines. So when he says it's time to, for expansion, I, I expand the walls. I put out more seating. I change my mentality. I start preaching more than just to the crowd that's in my room because I understand that God has more that he wants to do. You have to understand, those of you who go on social media and you speak on social media, you're speaking more than to the few people that you think are watching. You're speaking more to your church. My mentor, my, my leader always tells us you're speaking to more people than the people in your church. So you got to understand that when you're talking, you're not just talking to people who attend church. You're not just talking to people who, who know Jesus. You're talking to the masses of people. Why? Because God has to expand us. So you have to use certain language. So you have to have different approaches. You need to approach life like there's a harvest that you, even on your best day, even on your, your wisest day, even in your your most learned day, you still can't take in the harvest of that. You got to start thinking like that. In my Bible, as I read, he said he will bless their storehouses. You still thinking about your wallet? You still thinking about your bank account? You still thinking about put enough money in my debit card that that I want to get in the insufficient funds? No, no, no. You have to change your way of thinking because of the season of the Lord. This is not on you. This was going to happen with your participation or without your participation. This release is going to happen whether you're ready or you're not. 
Ready or not, here it comes. I'm telling you right now, you have to start preparing yourself and shifting your mentality, expanding the horizon, reading more books, listening to tapes. It's about tapes, tapes are out. But listening to uh, whatever you need to listen to, whatever avenue that you use, you got to, you got to start equipping yourself for a day that's greater than you. If you begin to do that and understand that, then that day will not stop you. He says, so that the rain stops you not. It wasn't the enemy that was going to stop him. It was the rain that they needed that was going to stop them. It is the blessing. It is the harvest that will stop you if you don't change the way you think. You've got to change the way you think. So you got to get around people who push the borders of your thinking, enlarge your thinking, you enlarge your thinking, you enlarge what God can do for you, through you, because you're the one, you're the one, that's what this segment is about, it's about you're the one, and when you know you're the one, you don't think small like that, what's wrong with thinking large until large comes and pushes the perimeters of your container? He said, he will bless our storehouses. Storehouses are, is for overflow. It's for more than enough. I'm enlarging the capacity of the anointing in my life. You know how I'm doing it? With my mind. My mind is no longer telling me that I have a limited anointing. My mind is no longer telling me that I have a single location anointing. My mind is no longer telling me I can only preach to people in church. My mind is no longer telling me I can preach and not write. I got another book coming out real soon, <laughs> real soon. It, my mind is open now. You got to open up your mind. If you're the one, you got to open up your mind or the blessing won't be a real blessing. It'll stop you. It'll hinder you. God says that the heavens can only hold so much before it releases. So heaven's been on pause. Your faith has been on pause. You've been, you've been trying to survive, and you haven't even been trying to figure out how to handle your harvest. So if you're in survival mode, if you're thinking, I just got to make it through this, I got to get through this day, I got to get through this week, I just want to get through this month, I just got to get through this year. So you're not thinking about all that comes into your life when God opens up heaven. You're only thinking about how am I going to survive? How, Lord, if I can just get through this day. Lord, if you just help me this week. Lord, if I can just get past Wednesday. Let me, there's a whole life to live, okay? I want to get past more than Wednesday. And my plans uh, goes much further than Wednesday. My plans go much further than the end of this year. My plans go much further than next year because it's large. What God is releasing is large and you have to stop thinking like you're on survival mode. You got to stop thinking like uh, this is the last day. You got to stop, stop thinking that there are no more people in the earth that love you. You got to stop thinking like that because see when you're on, in, on survival mode, this same Elijah that I'm talking about told God that he was the only one left. There was no one else like him. God said, I've reserved for me thousands. I think it was about 7,000 that had not bowed their knee to Baal. Stay, listen, if the man of God who called down fire from heaven started to think like that, 
when he was isolated, I'm the only one left. Imagine how you're thinking. Imagine how you're thinking about everything that you're approaching. Imagine how you're thinking about all the, the, the opportunities God has given you. I might as well not try. Might as well not try. You remember what happened the last time I tried? I've been trying all year long. You try one year. You try one year and you think one year of trying is enough. Uh, I'm going to say it like this. The devil is a liar. I have put my face to the ground. I have said, God, I'm not letting up. I have said every day is a brand new opportunity. Every time I wake up, I have another chance. Every time I, the sun comes up or either it's cloudy, I have an opportunity to conquer because I am the one. I am telling you this morning. The heavens are opening up, and we're not ready, not because we don't have the life for it. We don't have the mind for it. you got to get the mind for it. Everything I'm doing, I'm not praying more. I'm not fasting more, even though we're on a fast. We're on our regular fast that we do every month. I am not doing anything more than changing the way I think about what exists. I am changing the way, and I'm intentional. I am confronting that little old Stephen Davis and said, no, your time is up. Now we got to think large. Now we got to expand our borders. Now we got to continue to increase in relationships. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's happened in the past. I'm not going to let past experience stop my day. This is the day I've been waiting for. I never gave up on that day in the first year of my famous, in the first year of my trial. I never gave up on my day in the second year of famous, in the second year of trial. I didn't give up on my, my blessing, my day in the third year. Never give up on what heaven holds for you. It cannot be taken. It cannot be wiped away. There's a day of release, and I prophesy over you today before I pray. This is the day of the release of the Lord. The heavens have been filled to capacity. Heaven can no longer hold what God has to release in the earth to you. And if you can receive that, and if you can believe that, and you know God has designed it for you, and you're the one, I am talking to the right people this morning. I am talking to the right people this morning. Let us pray. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for those who are gathered this morning. We thank you, Lord, that they're expanding their thinking. They're expanding everything about the way that they approach things. Father, we thank you for, for getting us through. We thank you, God, that we survived all that. But now what more will you do with us? Why did you allow us to survive is because you want us to thrive. You would never sustain us if there wasn't more. And because there are more, there's more, you have sustained us in the worst of days. In days that this is the first time anyone like us has, has experienced this. So God, you sustained us. Why? Because you had a day, a time, a season that you would open up heaven. And you said you will shower us down blessings that we don't have room enough to receive. Because everything that was held up has to be released. Father, you just need some people who will enlarge the territory of their mind 
and begin to believe for something that they don't have enough containers and storehouses for. Father, I decree and I declare over their lives today, God, that they will get out of survivor mode, that they will stop looking over their shoulders, God. Whatever is behind them is behind them. God, help them to look forward. Help them to see the future. Help them to anticipate something greater than themselves. Help them to enlarge the territory. God, take the lid off of the region that they reside in, the community that they live in, the, the house that they live in. Take the limitations off of them right now. Break the back of the spirit of fear over the past. God, welcome them into a future that has no limits. God, they cannot utilize all that you have for them in their lifetime. Father, release upon them today this unusual anointing, this unusual insight. God, this ability to cause them to illuminate inside and bring light to every dark place. Spirit of the living God, let there be a release right now. Father, no longer will they think like they've been thinking. God, they will begin to thrive in their thinking and their surroundings will complement the thought that you have given them. Father, allow them to see scripture and how you function and how you operate and how you release in your times of release. Father, you said, I'll do it in the first year, in the first month. Father, in the first month, we receive the former and the latter rain all at the same time. Father, we decree and declare that we set ourselves to be able to steward abundance instead of stewarding little. Father, many of us were not called. We were not sent. You have not sustained us to steward small things. You have given us authority, and that particular authority is to steward large amounts, large territories. Father, we thank you for that ability, but God, right now, open up our minds to the potential that you have on the inside of us. God, don't allow us to be dwarfed by our treatment in the past. God, expand us. Expand the borders. Release the borders right now, God. The things that caused us to isolate ourselves and minimize what you're wanting to do in this season, God. You need representation in the earth. Father, we release our faith right now. We open our arms back up that were folded. We open up our hands that were shut. We open up our hearts, God, that were callous and closed off. We open up our minds that were shaped by people in the past. But God, now you're opening up our mind and we're becoming more optimistic about a great future because you have a great future for us. And that future is no longer in the distance, Father. That future is for right now. Father, in the first month, Father, we will not minimize you and say how much you can or cannot do in this month. We open ourselves up greatly in this first month. We decree and declare anything that was lost in the beginning of this year, we can have it in the first month. Father, you can send overflow. You can send increase. You can send wages. God, that outnumber in one month and outnumbers the entire year. Father, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you 
God, for all that you're doing and all that you shall continue to do in our lives. And you always come back and you recompense us for all the harm, for all the hurt, for all the disappointments, for the drought, for the famine, for the fear, for all that we have emotionally gone through, for all the trauma that we have experienced. Father, I decree and declare over your people today that you open up heaven this month that you open up heaven this month, that you manifest this month, that we get the former and the latter rain this month. Father, we decree it, we declare it, we believe it's we believe it's so. We believe it cannot be reversed. We believe it cannot be altered because we're on your timeline. We're on your schedule and your schedule is yes and amen. And we decree it. We declare it is so. It is done in Jesus' name, we seal it now. In Jesus' name, we, we seal it from anything, even from ourselves and our old thinking. We seal this thing in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 and amen. Wow, wow. I know you've been blessed. I've been blessed. I feel the presence of God all over me right now. I know you can feel the presence of God. You know, you want to know why? You are the one. Don't you ever doubt it. When you're in the valley, you're the one. But you're coming out of that right now. You're already out of that. When you're in the worst days of your life, you're the one. You're already out of that right now. You're, you're already, you've already penetrated the darkness. And you're already in that spirit of light right now. And the spirit of God is resting on your life. And no one can change it. They can't change it. This is the day of the Lord. And because it's the day of the Lord, everybody's going to know that you're the one. <laughs> because it's the day of the Lord, everybody's going to know that you're the one. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. The blessing is upon your life. And no one can remove the blessing that God placed on your life. Walk in favor today. Walk in might today. Walk in all that God has called you to walk in in this season of your life. I'm telling you. The drought is over. The drought is over. And now that you get in the form and the latter rain together, you don't have room for your harvest. So you need to get some other boats. You need to get some other partners. You need to find some people that you can trust who understand stewardship. Because so much is coming your way. You can't take it all in in one day. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. I've been blessed hanging out with you this morning. I know you've been blessed hanging out with me. And we're going to do this thing together. So have a great day. I love you. Lady Davis loves you. And we're always praying for you. Enjoy your day. Hey, if you're ever in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on, because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right, log on to StephenADavis.org now, and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. 
Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.